This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at Lifeway Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as huge camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students. to another episode of our Known Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Prawl. We are into our second session of study in our unit called His Life, My Life, taking four weeks to look at the book of Colossians. Uh, last week, we looked in Colossians chapter one, the first half, uh, looking at this idea of a transformed life. This week, we're looking in uh, chapter two, the first 15 verses with the title of Focused Life. And our question this week is, why should I focus on Christ? And Paul Turner is still here in the studio with me, uh, helping us walk through Colossians. Paul, how's it going today? Man, you know, I'm hanging there like a hair in a biscuit, there so it's can. all good. <laughs> That's one of those uh, southern uh, phrases That's that I've right. come to appreciate <laughs> being here. In California, that never made any sense to me. Exactly. But, now that but they like there, it when I say that in California, because right. they're like, yeah, we've eaten, but ooh, yeah, that's, yeah, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a visual. Well, Paul, we're uh, moving into Chapter 2 this week, and we're hoping and trusting that folks uh, used that midweek material and picked up a uh, second half of Colossians Chapter 1, that centrality of Christ passage, right. because that leads right into this passage, mm-hmm. um, A Focused Life, Colossians Chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. Again, leaders, we're talking about helping your students know God in this process of lordship. So, Paul, let's jump into these three life principles this week. Okay. The first one is that... You are to grow in him, this whole idea of why should I focus on Christ, uh, that we're to grow in him, Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. What do you see there about growing in Christ? Well, I really like verse 1, which is probably one that we'd want to skip over. But look what Paul says, For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you. Mm-hmm. Man, he loves these people. And he longs for them to really grasp this whole idea of the centrality of Christ. I, I just, I just love. I mean, he just, he just, he just bears his heart yeah. right there, and he, and he says, you know, I don't, I don't just spend a little time on man. I, I, I'm struggling on your behalf, not because he feels like they're inferior, but he understands what their struggle is and how much he loves them and wants them to stand strong. They've already, already understood this transformed life, and the way you continue to stay strong in that is now to focus yeah. on who Christ is. So I just don't want us to miss that. Oh, yeah. Um, because I think there are a lot of folks that are teaching students out of this lesson that genuinely love their students. Right. I'm thankful for that and that we really are in this struggle for them to help them along with their parents to really help them to stay focused on who Christ right. is. I just, I just don't want us to skip over that. Um, but then he goes on to say, I want their hearts to be encouraged and join together in love so that they may have all the riches uh, of assured understanding and have all the knowledge of God's mystery, Christ. He's back to that whole yeah. idea of mystery that he talks about earlier. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in him. Then he goes on to verse 4 to say, I'm saying this so that no one will deceive you with pervasive or persuasive arguments. Well, it's obvious that there was a problem that that had been developing where, uh, and as we go a little on a little bit farther, he's really trying to ground them in in remembering what they know to already be true. It's like the whole counterfeit thing. You study the false stuff so that when the real stuff comes along, right. you know, no, 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 it's the other way around. You study the real stuff so when the false stuff comes, you go, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. So he's reminding them of that truth that's that right. they've already learned. And I think that's an important part for us to remember. 
Well, and he gets into this this whole thing about you know to to grow, and he uses that whole analogy mm-hmm. there in verses six and seven, especially about you know kind of a tree yep. being rooted That's in right. him and built up in him. Oftentimes, when I read that, it sounds a lot like they were having Sunday school, you know, back in Paul's days. That, you know, <laughs> I want you to remember the things that you that you learned, that you were taught, uh, you know, being rooted and built up in them. Uh, he says, just as you were taught. Yeah. Well, maybe it was just small group because we know what Robert Rakes brought Sunday school around right. in the 1700s. So. That's right. So it's, <laughs> or 1800s. This is the precursor to that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But that whole idea of just of of growing in Christ mm-hmm. and helping students, you know, helping the students that we work with to understand that, you know, this is a lifelong process, and we want to help you grow, and and you need to be doing some things to grow. And right. you know, Paul kind of lays that out: is that you know, I want you to be focused on that stuff. You right. know, don't forget those things. Yeah, yeah, it's a good word picture that he uses there. Yeah, a tree. Yeah, it's good. He moves from there into verses eight through eleven to kind of you know he lays all all this out and then comes back at him with a warning. Um, in verses 8 through 11. What do you see in there that gets to this life principle that, that the truth is found in Christ? Yeah, now, I, I think we would be remiss in, in if you didn't do Colossians 1, 15 through the end of the chapter, you need to go back and spend a little time right, there yeah. because that really is on the centrality. We know the midweek was on that, so if you didn't use the midweek, we understand. But at least go back and read it because it That's will really help sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, figure in here. So in verse 8, he said, Be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit based on human tradition, based on the elemental forces of the world and not based on Christ. That's right. Which he spent a lot of time in verses 15 through the end of the chapter in chapter 1 talking about the centrality of Christ and the importance of that. So he's going back and reminding them that, man, there's all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of theories, ideas, philosophies that are floating around. But Christ is the answer. He is the truth. And he is reminding the church here in Colossae, hey, listen, I know you're being bombarded by a lot of different ideas, ideals, principles, philosophies, right. uh, and yeah, that's all good. It's just that it's all wrong. Yeah. The focus has to be on Christ. And so that's where he spends a lot of time in these few verses just helping them to understand that. Well, And it comes back to that, you know, verse 7, to just remember the things that you were taught about exactly. Christ. Because as you said, they're bombarded with stuff. And, you know, as we look at, at media today, we look at the world, our students are bombarded with with all these things that he talks about here, mm-hmm. philosophies and empty deceit based on human tradition. I mean, that is everywhere. So the challenges we face today are brand new, right? That's right, yeah. I mean, we think that. Yeah. You know, Ecclesiastes reminds us there's nothing new under the sun. It just gets a different wrapping a lot of yeah. times. But these these false ideologies, these false philosophies that we're so bombarded with in all kinds of culture around us doesn't necessarily make culture bad because culture is what culture is. He's reminding them what I want you to stay grounded on is who Christ is. And what you and you bring up a good point in verse seven. Remember. Yeah. Remember. Remember who you have studied. Remember who you know. Paul does that a lot in his book. That's Ephesians, right. he does the same thing. Well, Remember. That's one of the things I love about Colossians is that all the parts tie back and forth to yeah, each other. That's right. Um, you know, he talks in these verses, you know, eight through eleven going back to Again, the focus on Christ from the second half of chapter one. Right. And I love the the word picture in verse 11. And leaders, this is one of those things, depending on if you're working with middle schoolers or high schoolers, yeah. and, you know, who you're working with, uh, yeah. it can be difficult. But the, the picture is, is a great picture that you were circumcised in him with a circumcision not done by hands, mm-hmm. by putting off of the body of the flesh in the circumcision of the Messiah. One of the things I, I love about that is that 
is that word picture that that Christ has circumcised our hearts, has removed yeah. those parts that that we don't need, that aren't beneficial, to help us grow in Him and to be healthy in Him. Right. Um, just that removal is a great picture um, as we're looking at this whole idea. Yeah. And so, not only are we to grow in Him and understand that the truth is found in Him. Again, Paul comes back to this idea that your life is in Christ, verses 12 through 15. What do you see there? Well, and, you know, here's the deal. I think we forget that in our sin, we weren't sick. We were dead. Right. There's a big difference of being sick and being dead. Right. And we like to think, oh, well, you know, sin just makes you sick. No. Right. I mean, and so he's very clear to say, in in your sin, you were dead. Right. And so what... Christ didn't come make us better. He he came and made us alive. Right. So I think it's important that we help them to understand. That's because that's what Paul was saying. Listen, man, you were dead in your sin. You were dead in your trespass, and now you've been made alive through Christ. Um, and because he has made us alive, he's the one who then sustains us to remain alive. Uh, and I, I just think I just think that's a beautiful passage of scripture where we have a tendency to kind of gloss over sin right. and just go, eh, it's 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 kind of bad. Well, no, it's dead, and so He has made us alive. I know I'm sounding like I'm beating the same horn over and over again, <laughs> yeah. or the same drum blowing the same horn. That was like a bad yeah, beating that of, horn. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna beat that horn. Yeah. Anyway, you know what I mean. <laughs> Death. To life. That's right. That's what, even going back to that transformed when we looked at it last week, it, it is that same concept. It's not It's not that you get a do-over. It's a brand new life. So this, this, is, a, this is a great passage yeah. uh, to spend time in. And leaders, this would be a good opportunity to, to mention as well. I should have done this in the last session. that there, We have some incredible uh, commentary material or insights material for this unit in particular uh, on our website, uh, some free commentary that you can check out. It's our insights material at www.lifeway.com slash known, and just click on the links for the insights. There's really some good information, especially about verse 14, about yeah. this idea that he erased the certificate of debt right. and the importance of that, especially along with his obligations. Frame. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so not only did you have debt, but 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 no longer do you even have the obligations yeah. of that debt. It's ira- It's gone. Well, and one of the things our, our commentary writer points out is that it was very common in that day and time that when you were erasing a debt, that you would take a nail and drive it through the piece of paper yeah. that said, okay, this debt has been paid. Right. And the idea that Christ was nailed to the cross yeah. literally and figuratively erased all of that right. sin debt yeah, that's right. um, and gives us life. He even so, uses that language that's here. Right. He took it and nailed it to the yeah. cross. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah, I love verse beautiful. 15. He says he disarmed the powers and authorities and triumphed over them by the cross and gives us life in him. Yeah. Well, this thinks, guy was a pretty good writer, wasn't he? He was. <laughs> That's why we're studying that. Well, leaders, thanks for joining us again this week. Our question is, why should I focus on Christ? The point is that your hope is found in him, and we're looking at three life principles. You're to grow in him, the truth is found in him, and your life is in him. Join us again next week for one of my favorite passages in Colossians. Uh, actually, there's a lot of favorite passages in Colossians, <laughs> but I really like, again, the word pictures that we're going to get into next week at the first part of chapter 3. So join us again next week.